Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists, and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lopercaro, and this episode's guest is Munya. Munya is a solo artist originally from Saguenay, Quebec. Like many people during the pandemic, she found herself needing an escape. So she began writing. The result was an album filled with space theme songs, made to take the listener on an intergalactic journey. Well, we're going to get into it. So we are talking about Voyage to Mars, um, a wonderful, spacey, lovely, dreamy album um, from you, Munya. Um, so we're going to start on the little more, I guess, fun side of the record, and then we're going to get into more of the serious theme. So kind of gradually working our way down. Um, now, again, obviously the album is called Voyage to Mars, so it has a very heavy space influence. Um, so just kind of starting really high level, why are you so interested in space? Um, I've always been really interested into space, probably because I come from a very small town north of Quebec, uh, where there's like nothing to do. <laughs> and it's beautiful, though. It's like, the nature is amazing. But I guess like when I was very little, I would like at night, it would get so dark and I would look at the sky and just be like, oh my god, there's so many stars. Sometimes you can see the northern lights and just like a lot of stars. And just thinking like, huh, I guess we're not alone here. <laughs> and then just like, also I was very afraid of aliens and it became like, I became obsessed with aliens. And, and now I'm just like very inspired by, by space and what we can do when we work together. And, you know, like just, it's amazing when we put all our all of our skills and we we work together. Just the fact that we went to the moon in the '60s uh, and all the technology we developed, um, and also like what we're doing now. I think I know it's kind of like a hot topic because of the environment and what's going on. But my message here is that. Um, we like i just i believe in in humanity and i think we can do the impossible when we really put the 
our skills and, and when we work together. Yeah. You know, I really felt that sense of hopefulness on on the cover you did of Tonight Tonight, I think, especially because, I mean, to your point before, you know, you're talking about being afraid of aliens, you know, the aspects of the environment, the sort of even just dystopian stuff that we often think of with space. It was so nice to have a song that, even though it isn't about space, it has this sort of like starry nighttime quality, but it is also really hopeful and really warm. Yes, yes, hopeful, totally. Someone quoted my album. Uh, someone said that my album was an introspection. Uh, I'm trying to, okay, to remember. It was an an, introspe an introspection to our planet and the place we have on it. And it resonates with me. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yes, I guess that's what, that's right. Like, you know, like just what we can do and how, what we can do together and very hopeful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I would definitely agree. Well, going back into the more like direct space side of things, I think Boca Chica is probably the most, I think, direct reference to space because Boca Chica, Texas is where SpaceX has its facility. I'm assuming that's why you call the song Boca Chica. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you watched the launching they had, they had a few and it was just like, it was just amazing to see the spaceship, like, you know, like, uh, sorry, not landing, like taking off and then going on its side and crashing. <laughs> And it's just like so much work and people work so hard. And then you see like the the ship just like taking off and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then, and then it's, it crashed, it crashed. And then a second, and a second launch. And then again, like it took off and it's like a bunch of times. And it was just like very inspiring to see all the work behind um, the, the, what they're working on and just like, just like to me, I was like, okay, like the the spaceship can crash, but then you try again and you do it again and then you do it again and you do it better. And it was, I was just like, well, I, I mean, I'm fascinated by, by what they're doing and it's just like very inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Boca Chica, you have this character of Susie and she seems to be off you know going to space she's some kind of I guess little heroine who's gonna go and save the world and I wondered just I was reading the um, the piece you did for Brooklyn Vegan about all of your space influences and I was reading about Gwen Shotwell um who is just a very important person at SpaceX if I remember correctly is Susie inspired by her or maybe by the people that she's trying to inspire to go to space one day um, I think Susie, um, that's a really good question. I'm not sure who Susie is exactly. I'd say like maybe she's my mom. She represents my mom. My mom was just like, she, she was just like the stronger, the strongest person I've met. And she was amazing. And I guess I was inspired by her. She, she was such a strong woman and she really inspired me to, to work hard and and have dreams and pursue my dreams and yeah I guess Susie I'm not sure maybe yeah I guess she's more like my mom <laughs> well it's still really sweet it's you know kind of looking up and 
seeing her go off and do something amazing. Yeah, just being like, hey, hey, what's up? Okay, yes. <laughs> well, in a similar way, Coco Beach has that same feeling, particularly in the music video, because you're hanging out with an alien. And if I remember right, it's sort of about reconnecting with someone who is far away and yeah, I guess in this case, very far away because alien. Um, but yeah, is there like a sort of connection to those two songs or? Uh, I mean, definitely like all the songs, like someone asked like, oh, which one is your favorite? And I, I was like, oh, I guess like they're all my babies. And I think they're all kind of like connected. All the songs on, on the album, like it's all like related to relationships, uh, dreams. Uh, being hopeful and space and and working together and so just like yeah I think like they're they're all connected it's like it's like an entire work yeah well I'm definitely gonna come back to that in a minute because there's some stuff that I jotted down that's sort of in that vein but I want to go through a few things first and then kind of come back and do a little full circle moment um but again, still sticking with the, the sort of space themes ones, I kind of like sort of like picking at them and being like, ooh, what's this one? And kind of trying to group things into into their themes. So another one I, I was looking at was Captain Ron, because on the surface, that name sounds like, oh, it's probably like a spaceship captain. But the only thing that I found when I Googled Captain Ron was a 1992 movie starring, I think, Kurt Russell and Martin Short. So, um... Why? Um, explain, please. Good job. You did, you did your research. <laughs> I'm do. very proud of you. Um, okay, so during the pandemic, um, I watched uh, the that movie for the first time, Captain Ron, and and I was just like, oh, this movie is very good. <laughs> like everybody, I watched so I watched a lot of TV, a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies, and I really liked that movie, and and I made a song. Yeah. I mean, Captain Ron is like, he's, I don't know, you, I don't want to spoil the, I want to, I don't want to spoil anything if, if the, any, anyone has, hasn't watched the movie yet, but, um, but the, the title of the song, the title of the song is inspired by the movie. It is. Okay. That's all we're getting. We're just going to leave it like that. Be very cryptic. Okay. Well, well, um, Captain Ron is is inspired by relationships and and i guess like i've experienced myself um long distance relationship and uh, i know how hard it is sometimes and i just i i just made a song about that it's about love and it's about um long distance relationship mm. is maracuya also about a long distance relationship well, Maracuya is a song I wrote. Um, I started writing Maracuya when I was not very writing, but just like that song probably like, the song was inspired by um, my tour and my European tour in 2019. I was in Paris and I was staying at my friend's apartment uh, on uh, Avenue, I think the name of the street is like Avenue Jean Jaurès, very Parisian, an amazing apartment where like, you know, she she, li she lives on the, at the top floor of the building and she has like a very nice balcony and 
I think one one night I was I was just like sitting um, on the balcony, just like having some tea, and then I saw a girl, Parisian, and she was she was like smoking a cigarette, and just just like very very Parisian, and she had like so much attitude, and I don't know, she was on the phone with someone, and I just. I was like, wow, she's got like, she, she seems like such a strong woman. <laughs> I don't know, just so much attitude. And Maracuya is about, it's about that experience I had in Paris. It's not about me personally, but I was just like very inspired by, by her. And I was like imagining like her breaking up with, with her current boyfriend and just being like, Like, okay, this is like, this is over. You're not committing to this relationship. I'm done with you. And so the song was inspired by, by this experience I had in Paris. Okay. Okay. That actually does make, make sense. It's, I think a lot of the time when I analyze these songs, I often immediately go to, oh, this is mainly from the perspective of the person that's writing it. And so it's nice having these kind of moments to clarify that. That's why I like doing these interviews, but um, as you probably can guess, because we talked about this before we hit record, I speak French, so I, when I do my analysis of this record, which is bilingual, I can actually read both the English and the French bits of it, and I love the opening line of Maracuya because it's very tongue-in-cheek. I will say it in French and then translate for the folks who do not speak French. So it's, um, la romance des textos m'ennuie, on peut rire, se plaire, mais sans bruit. So... That means the, I guess, te- romance over text bores me. Um, we can laugh and please ourselves, but with no noise. And the reason that made me laugh is because, and ironically, I think I did this exact same thing as I was reading the line. You know when you're, like, reading something on text or you're watching a video and you just kind of, like, go, like, huh. In your head, it's really funny, but you don't actually laugh out loud? Yes. Is that yes. what this is? Because that's what I was thinking of. Yes, I mean, okay, so, no, absolutely, and I'm actually, like, very, I'm very impressed. (laughs) That's weird, like, because, because that's, that's exactly what it is, and, like, I don't know, I feel like now with, with, with social media and where we are in 2021, like, relationships, relationships can be very, I don't know, like superficial or like, you know, you can't really be yourself or like, and having just something on text message and, and just like not really able to, to live your love and just like, you know, commit and be like, Oh, I'm so in love. And you always have to like, you know, like be quiet and watch what you're saying and and yes like having a conversation with someone and be like you know ah, ha, 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 but like you'll just be like oh, or just like oh. yeah no I mean that's been such a huge thing for all of us over the last couple of years it's you know trying to have those meaningful connections over like a digital space yes over a digital space and not being able to connect like physically or like really commit or it the song was all about that and just like where where um you know like these days like I don't know like I'm I guess I'm I'm like a romantic and I'm a little old school and and I'm kind of like sometimes I get just annoyed of like text messages I get it and just like yeah like just like can we just be ourselves and just like yeah 
I'm going to make a very strange parallel, but hear me out for a second. Um, Actually, to be fair, there's two songs on this. I don't know if you watched Bo Burnham's Inside. I mean, I think a a lot of people did because it's, I mean, it's great. It's a great comedy special. But he's got two songs that are very much about that sort of digital connection, one of which I thought was going to be my song of the year on Spotify rap. It ended up not being, but I really thought it was going to be. And it's called Sexting. Um, So obviously it's exactly about what you think it is, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. And it is sort of, um, I mean, it's about sex over text. Ha ha. But um, just this idea of two people struggling to connect and just how ridiculous it is in this kind of like pandemic world. It's so so funny. Oh, my God. Uh You have to listen to it if you haven't. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It's amazing. Okay, you have. Please send me the link. I'll send it to you. Yes, yes. Send it to me. But anyway, so. That sort of wraps it on Mahakuya. Um, Just, yeah, all these kind of struggles of connection. I mean, I guess if you think about it, um, this album, in a bigger sense, probably deals with some of that, like, disconnect. It could either be, you know, longing for someone that doesn't feel the same way or kind of, like, trying to reach for something that, you know, want you want to be there but isn't there. Um, obviously this song, Marakuya, has that sort of lack of communication. There's the sort of long distance communication that you talked about having been in long distance relationships, being on tour, um, even like dealing with loss. There's a lot of those trying to find connections across the record. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, and also like just, just as a reminder, I wrote this album at the peak of the pandemic where I was at home like not doing anything, everything got canceled. I was gonna go on tour. I was gonna go to Europe again and like, uh, you know, like uh, go on tour in the States and and everything got canceled. And I was just like stuck at home, not doing anything, being far away from my family, from my friends. And and it was like, it was, I'd struggle at some point, but then it was like very inspiring because my whole album is about, is about, you know, like it's about that and space and just like, you know, being away from being far from like um, the ones you love. And yes, absolutely. Yeah. I also got this sense of, I guess, a need for escapism on this record, because obviously space is very far away. It's very, it's fictional. Um, So you have these like, you know, again, these very human earthly struggles, if you will, paralleled with journeys to space and aliens and going off into dreams and all this kind of stuff. So, and I'm sure, again, that's another thing, like when you're stuck in your home, your mind tends to wonder and you want to go somewhere else, both literally and figuratively. Absolutely. I mean, like everybody, I, I, I had some dark times during the pandemic and we all did. And at some point I had two options. I was going to get depressed the whole, the whole time, or I was just going to do my things and, and get creative. And I chose to be creative and I decided to escape my reality and just like go into my imagination and, and create and at the beginning, I didn't know it was going to be an album. I just started writing music and drawing and, you know, like just I need to create. That's just who I am. But then while I was writing the songs, I, I realized that it was going to be an album about space and, and everything that we talked about. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually really funny. I'm just thinking of this as we're talking. Um, about a year and a half ago, I interviewed Dave from Glass Animals, and before they ended up settling on what Dreamland, the last record, ended up being, he was actually going to write a record about space. I think it was that... If I, I forget why, I think it had to do with also kind of needing that escapism because he was also um, dealing with one of his best friends, the drummer of the band, having been in a bad biking accident and having um, injured his brain. He's luckily recovered now. He's back in touring. But for a while, like he was in the hospital, he like was not very functional. Um, and I think that's why he wanted to write that record uh, more about space. But like to have that sort of escapism, but it's interesting seeing like two people who were both kind of going through something turbulent and being so drawn to that theme of something so very far away and mystical. Yes, and also like I'm a big fan of sci-fi, so that's like that's just like exciting for me to think about space and and. Well, um, I guess the one other thing I want to add here. And again, this is where we talk about how everything's sort of connected. I feel like the, I call it the semi-title track because it's sort of, but it's not. And obviously that's Voyage. Um, it kind of feels like the bridge between the two because on the surface, you know, you have a name that very much calls back to the title of the album, Voyage to Mars. But the lyrics of the song have nothing to do with outer space. There's, it's actually a very vulnerable song. Um, so... Yeah, it, it feels like that's sort of like the connector point for the album, at least for me. Uh, Voyage was one of the last songs I wrote. Uh, I think I wrote Voyage, then I wrote Life is a Dream, or the opposite, I can't remember. Um, but I know it was one of the last songs I, I wrote on the album. And, and yeah, like it was... It was like the end of the process. And like you said, like it was kind of like finishing like this chapter and just like writing the song and being like, okay, I guess this is it. I have an album. There you go. <laughs> there yeah. you go. And there's so the, the song the song is definitely like like you said, it's it's it connects. It's it's the bow that kind of ties everything together. Exactly. Oh, yeah. thank you. There you yes. go. Well, Speaking my words, I love it. Yay. Speaking of which, the um, I found the end kind of like repeated refrain of Voyage so compelling. So again, this is one of the ones I'm going to read in French and translate. Um, so, un nuage sur ma tête, ton visage m'étourdit, des images que j'oublie, c'est la fête et tu t'enfuis, which means a cloud on my head or over my head. Your face makes me dizzy, images that I forget. It's a party and you're escaping or you're leaving. Um, so obviously if that's like one of those, it's like very personal, we don't have to go into it too much. If it's not like whatever, to whatever comfort level you have, I'd love to talk about the story behind that one. Cause it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely sad, but it's a really beautifully packaged moment in the song. Um, the song is like, is I mean all the songs are definitely personal and this one this one was um I was talking about someone just like someone you know like sometimes you have like someone in your life that that has a weight on you 
and it's kind of like stopping you from like doing the things you like or being yourself and this uh this little part that you just uh translated in english is about a person just like weighing on you and and just like kind of like making you dizzy and and the cloud on my head just like stopping you from being yourself or doing what you love mm -hmm. yeah we've definitely all had those people um we all have these people <laughs> yeah i mean i know it's kind of like an offshoot but it, yeah it was just such a beautifully written moment like it feels very like dreamy and melancholic at the same time but when you take that and pair it with everything else and the much more hopeful sides of the album and the more loving sides of the album, it's it's such a beautiful combination. And in the end, I think we come out of it still with a very positive outlook. And that makes me really happy, especially, you know, as we're slowly coming out of the last couple years, or hopefully we are now that we have this Omicron, Megatron. Um, <sighs> Please, no. Um, and on that note, I think this is where we should end the thing. Ta-da! That's the interview. That's a wrap. Yes, I love it. Voyage to Mars is available now, wherever you normally get your music. This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by myself, Sophia LaPercaro, and the artwork is by Meg Welford. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.